1: Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their new bright and bold inspired picture book with a touch of science, Don't Touch That Flower, by Alice Hemming and Nicholas Slater. Please help support our sponsor by purchasing Don't Touch That Flower at thereadingbug.com, bookshop.org, or your local independent bookstore. Sourcebooks, changing lives book by book. Hi reader, welcome back for part two of our robot adventure! Part one was released earlier, so be sure to go back and listen if you haven't already. Reading Bug Adventures is written, performed, and produced by all of us at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. Don't forget to shop with The Reading Bug, your local independent bookstore for books and much more! We're here to engage, educate, and entertain all of our readers, and we want to stick around for a long time. We thank you for your support! Be sure to shop for book subscriptions at ReadingBugBox.com the perfect gift for your summer vacation months. Unlike other subscription boxes, reading bug boxes include a selection of books that are hand-picked by me or other expert staff members and personalized to the unique age, interest, and reading level of each reader. As the reader's skill and interest change, so do the books we pick. Subscribe now to our three-month subscription to get books each month this summer. And we're offering a free book light with any three-month or more personalized box purchased between now and July 20th, 2023. Be sure to use the code booklight at checkout. Or you can shop from millions of books and titles and gifts for kids and grown-ups at our bookstore website, TheReadingBug.com. There you'll find recommendations from our staff on the curated lists on our homepage. You can create wish lists for friends and relatives to shop from, and you can even put together care packages for a super easy gift shopping option, where me and my booksellers choose books and gifts from our store based on your needs. Visit TheReadingBug.com slash care. Whichever you choose, ReadingBugBox.com or TheReadingBug.com, we thank you for your support. Thank you also to our sponsors and patrons, past, present, and future. You're part of what makes the Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Okay, reader, I think it's time to get back to our robot adventure, don't you? Great, then on the count of three, let's all hop into our book bag together. One, two, three, let's fly. It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you.
2: Reader, welcome back. It's wonderful to see you again, and I think we're really going to need your help! That's right! We're still at the Institute for Robots and Intelligent Machines, where we met our new friend, Roby.
3: I am... your friend?
2: Of course you're our friend,
1: Roby. You've been such a wonderful host, guiding us around the Institute and teaching us all about
2: robots! Roby is a social humanoid robot. That means he looks and acts a lot like a
3: human. But I am not human. I am made up of parts and programming. And I don't have a heart. Without hearts, can robots like me even be friends?
2: Of course, Roby. Yes, of course we can be friends. That's what I was trying to tell you, Roby. In the story of the Wizard of Oz, the Tin Woodman wanted the Wizard to give him a heart because he thought that without a heart, he couldn't love. But when he, Dorothy, and their other friends, the Lion and the Scarecrow, finally found the Wizard.
3: Oh, yes, on their dangerous adventure together. I remember that you told me a dangerous adventure is what is required to obtain a heart.
2: That's not really the point of
3: the... So, you are going to help me with my dangerous adventure so I too can acquire a heart. This dangerous adventure is a rescue mission for a very important young girl.
1: Roby, I know you asked us to help you, but I'm not sure we really want to do something that might be dangerous.
3: Please, Lauren, you have to help. I have calculated the odds of success if I try to do this on my own, and there is zero chance of success. I need assistance to accomplish my dangerous adventure and obtain my heart.
2: I don't know. Roby, can you tell us more about this rescue mission?
3: Yes, Bug. I can give background data for you to process. This is the same data that I myself have processed. If you recall, all robots must have the ability to sense, think, and act. And this is the data which helped me to sense there was a problem think about possible solutions, and eventually to take action. Perhaps it will cause you to act as well.
1: Okay, Roby, what is this background data?
3: Over the course of several months, I've observed a girl named Remy Cruz who visits the Institute regularly with her mother. She is a kind and enthusiastic girl who greets me warmly every time she sees me. When she arrives with her mother, she always goes directly to the room where our dog bots are housed.
2: Dog bots?
3: Yes, dog-bots.
1: Is that a robot... dog, Roby?
3: Yes. The roboticists at the Institute have developed robots that look and act like real dogs.
1: But why? Are they supposed to be pets? Why would anyone want a robot dog when they could just have a real one?
2: I've read about robot pets, Lauren. People love pets like dogs and cats, but there are lots of reasons someone may not be able to have a real one. Sometimes it's because they're very allergic. And sometimes it's because they do not have the time or the ability to feed them, walk them, or take them to the vet when they get sick.
3: That is correct, Reading Bug. Robot pets can be a wonderful option for people who can't have a live animal pet. Just like real dogs, robot dogs can be used to provide companionship. And they can also be used as therapy dogs. What's a therapy dog?
2: A therapy dog is a dog that has been trained to provide affection, comfort, and support to people often in settings like hospitals, retirement homes, nursing homes, libraries, and schools.
3: Robotic therapy dogs are designed and programmed for the same purposes. Children, like Remy Cruz, who suffer from physical or emotional disabilities, can spend time cuddling a robot dog without having the responsibilities of owning a real dog.
2: I've read about studies that have shown that robot pets have the same positive effects as live pets on seniors, people in hospitals, and children.
3: That's true, Reading Bug. Robot pets also present a lower risk of harm to humans than live pets.
2: Because of the laws of robotics, right?
3: Exactly. They are programmed to never harm humans. Every time that Remy visited the dogbots, I observed that she spent her time with one of our softest and cuddliest dogbots, a small one with brown curly fur, big brown eyes, and pointy ears named Fido. Fido can do tricks dance to music, and jump over a jump rope. He even finds his own charger when he starts to run out of battery, and Remy absolutely adores him.
1: That's wonderful!
3: Fido had learned to recognize and respond to Remy, too, in ways that brought her joy. Whenever Fido saw Remy walk through the door, his tail would wag so hard that his whole body would start to shake. And that made Remy laugh and laugh and laugh. She would call his name and he'd waddle right over to her for a great big hug.
2: My dog wags his tail like that, too, and I laugh every time. Maybe we could go see Fido, too. Roby, could you take us to visit the dog bot room?
3: That's the problem. Last week, Fido was removed from the room and replaced by a newer version of the same robotic dog.
2: Replaced?
3: Yes, and Remy was so sad when she came to visit him this week and he wasn't there. Instead of laughing, Remy cried and cried, and when her mother took her home... She was still crying. Her mother told her that they could write a letter to Dr. Isa to ask her to bring Fido back. But that didn't work. I just want Remy to be happy again.
1: Well, that should be easy, Roby. We'll just tell Dr. Isa to bring Fido back. Come on.
3: I'm afraid it's not that easy, Lauren. I overheard one of the scientists say that Fido was sent to the recycling center.
1: Recycling center? Does that mean that Fido will be taken apart and his parts will be used for other purposes?
3: Yes, that's exactly what it means. I already asked Dr. Isa if she would reconsider her decision to recycle Fido, but she said that Fido was obsolete. Obsolete means he is no longer useful, but that's not true. Fido is useful. He is useful to Remy. She loves him. As I processed this information, I determined that I needed to take action if I wanted Remy to be happy again. I need to act to get Fido back to her, and in order to do that, I need your help.
1: If we can just get to the Recycling Center, we can find Fido and bring him back ourselves. That doesn't sound very dangerous to me. Roby, do you know where the Recycling Center is?
3: I have not been programmed to know where the Recycling Center is, and I'm afraid this adventure would be more dangerous than you have concluded. Unfortunately, your conclusion is based on incomplete data. The security at the Institute is very advanced, and the security guards are likely to catch us if we don't have a fail proof plan.
1: A fail proof plan? Roby, we'd love to help you rescue Fido, but I'm not sure what we can do. Do you have any ideas, Reading Bug?
3: Excuse me. My purpose is to take care of your waste and recycle or dispose of it post haste. Not now, Trashbot. We still don't have any trash for you. Come back later.
1: Sorry, Trashbot. You're really hungry for some trash, aren't you, little fella? I promise we'll have some trash for you later. This little Trashbot seems like he really loves his job, doesn't he, Reader? Trashbot, do you love your job?
3: I am unable to answer your question. My purpose is to take care of your waste and to recycle or dispose of it, post haste. Lauren, Trashbot cannot answer your question. Unlike me, he has not been designed to engage in conversations with humans. His sole purpose is to gather and dispose of trash.
2: Lauren, reader, Roby, I have an idea, and I think it will work.
3: An idea to help rescue Fido and make Remy happy again? Please continue.
2: Lauren, do you remember what the book Cog is about? Yes, it's about a robot
1: named Cog who escapes from Unimind, the company that controls him, in order to rescue his inventor.
2: That's right, and just like the Institute of Robotics and Intelligent Machines... Unimind headquarters was closely monitored and heavily defended. You're right, Bug. But Cobb was still able to escape. Do you remember how he did it? He joined forces with some of the other robots that lived in Unimind. Cog recruited the other robots to help him.
3: Do you think, maybe, we could- Searching database. Solution found! Reading Bug, your proposal to ally with other robots could work.
2: But which robots do we need?
3: We will need to determine the skills needed to accomplish our robot rescue, and then ask robots with those skills to assist us.
2: Okay!
1: Roby, you know the Institute better than we do. What do we need to do to find and rescue
3: Fido? First, we must find the recycling center.
1: But you said you didn't know where it
2: was, right, Roby?
3: That's right.
2: I think I know one robot who might.
3: You do? Which
2: one? Trashbot. Trashbot told us that his purpose is to recycle or dispose of waste. So he must know where the recycling center is.
3: Did someone call for Trashbot? My purpose is to take care of your waste and recycle or dispose of it post-haste.
1: Quickly, does anyone have something that Trashbot can recycle? If we give him something, we can follow him all the way to the recycling center.
3: Yes, here. Trashbot, please recycle this piece of scrap metal. Recycling...
2: Quickly, follow that robot!
1: Stay close. This is our only chance to find and save Fido. Roby, once we find the recycling center, what will we need to do next?
3: Finding Fido will prevent him from being recycled. But we will still need to get him to Remy in order to accomplish our mission to make her happy again.
1: Okay, do you know where Remy lives, Roby? When we arrived at the Institute, you checked us in and took our pictures. Does your database also include the addresses of everyone who visits the Institute?
3: No. No. I do not collect or store addresses of visitors to the Institute when I check them in.
2: Hold on. Roby, didn't you tell us that Remy's mom told her they would write a letter to Dr. Issa? Is there a robot that processes the mail for the Institute?
3: Yes. When mail arrives at the Institute, it is received, sorted, and delivered by a mailbot.
2: And does the mailbot record the addresses of the people who send the letter to the Institute?
3: Very clever, Bug. The Institute's mailbot does record the addresses of everyone who writes to the Institute. And the mailbot adds them to the Institute's mailing list.
2: Where is the mailbot located?
3: Searching database. Answer found. The mailbot is located in the mail room.
2: And where is the mail room, Roby?
3: It is right down the corridor from here, that way. Delivering recyclable to recycling center.
2: We're here. Good boy, Trashbot. Good boy. Lauren, Reader, Roby, listen. Is that... Fido! How are we supposed to get him out of here? Well, what do you do when you want a dog to come to you? Call him? Yes. Dogbots are programmed to be just like dogs. And Roby even said that Fido would go to Remy when she called him. So maybe if we call for Fido, he'll come to us. Great idea, Bug. Reader. Let's call for Fido together. Here, Fido! Fido! Come! Fido! Come here, Fido!
3: Look! It worked! It's Fido!
1: Welcome back, Fido! I'm so glad Trashbot helped us find you before you were broken into parts and recycled. Are you a good boy? Yes, you are. And guess what? You have a very good friend here. Roby asked us to help him find and rescue you.
3: So we can take you to your forever home with Remy. I think Fido is happy.
2: It sure looks that way. Step one, find Fido. Check. Step two, find out where Remy lives. Reading bug, reader, Roby, Fido,
1: let's go find that mailbot.
3: This way. This is it. The mail room.
1: And that must be
2: the mail bot.
1: But, uh, how do we get him to give us the address?
2: Let me try. Hi, uh, mailbot. I'm the reading bug, and these are my friends. We were wondering if you might be able to give us the address for someone who has written letters to the Institute before. Someone by the name of Remy Cruz.
1: I don't think the mailbot can hear you, reading bug.
3: That's right, Lauren. The Mailbot has limited functionality. Its purpose is to scan and sort the letters that are delivered to the Institute and to store addresses in its database. The Mailbot cannot process spoken language. In other words, it can't hear.
1: Then how can we get Remy's address?
3: Well, Lauren, we just need to be able to read from the Mailbot's database. A database is where computers store structured sets of information. And the good thing about databases is that they are usually designed to be accessed by other computers, like me! If I can just plug in here, I think I can read all the addresses that the mailbot has stored. Ah, yes! Here we go! Searching database for Remy Cruz. Found it! It appears that Remy's house is very close to the Institute.
1: That's great! What are we waiting for? Let's go! Step three is to reunite Fido and Remy. And I can't wait to see her reaction!
3: Not so fast, Lauren. This step is the most dangerous. And though our odds of success are greater than they were previously, it is still unlikely that we will be able to complete step three.
2: But we have Fido, and we know that Remy lives nearby. What could be dangerous about taking Fido to Remy's house?
3: In order for us to carry Fido out of the Institute, we will need to bypass security protocols.
2: What kind of security are we talking about, Roby?
3: There are alarms on all of the doors. In addition, every robot at the Institute, including Fido and me, is tagged with a microchip that triggers the alarms if someone tries to sneak any of us out of the Institute without permission. When the alarm goes off, Dr. Isa is notified and security robo-guards are activated to locate the stolen robots and return them to the Institute. If a robot is not stolen but tries to escape on its own, the robo-guards have been ordered to find and brick the robot. Brick? What does that mean?
2: I read about bricking in cog. Brick means to permanently deactivate a robot and erase its memory so that it can never be turned on again. Is that right, Roby?
3: I'm afraid, so...
2: But that means...
3: Yes, it is possible, likely even, that I will be bricked if I attempt this escape with you.
1: Well, then we can't go, can we, Reader? Roby, it's just not worth the risk. You're our friend, and I'd never forgive myself if our actions caused your memory to be erased.
3: But you must, Lauren. If there's even a small chance of reuniting Remy and Fido, we have to try. They mean so much to each other. We will need to get out of the Institute quickly and make sure the robo-guards don't catch up with us. Once the alarm is activated, the robo-guards will attempt to remedy the problem. Once
2: the alarm is activated? Roby, will anything else activate the alarm other than the door alarms or your microchips?
3: Yes. The alarms are triggered if sensors detect smoke or fire, or if there are unusual movements within the Institute.
1: What are you thinking,
3: Bug?
2: Roby. What would happen if you and Fido left the building after the alarms had been triggered by something else?
3: An astute question. There is currently a bug in the security system. Once triggered, the alarms will continue for two minutes. There is no additional alarm or other method to detect another security breach that occurs while the alarms are still ringing.
2: A bug in the system? Roby, I think I have an idea reading bug you're brilliant if we can figure
1: out a way to trigger the alarm Roby and Fido would have two minutes to escape without being detected
2: all we have to do is figure out something else that can set off the alarm you heard what Roby said Lauren a bug in the system sometimes when a spider or a fly or a reading bug wanders into a smoke detector the alarm will go off I can be the bug in this system and give you the time you need to escape do you think it will work?
3: Probability is... Moderate!
1: So, it could work, then?
3: Yes, it could. But only if everything goes according to plan. The reading bug in the alarm, the two-minute escape window, and a very fast sprint to Remy Cruz's house.
1: Very fast? How fast, Roby?
3: Faster than the Robo-Guards. And they are the fastest robots in this building, Lauren. That means we'll only escape them if we get a head start. Hurry, we have to act quickly. I am so excited to see Remy smile again.
1: Roby, are you absolutely sure? You have the most to risk here. I mean, if we get caught, the Robo-Guards will brick you.
3: Yes, I am sure.
2: Then, reading bug, you know what to do. One false smoke alarm coming up.
1: Everyone get ready. Once we hear the alarm sound, we'll run out the emergency exit doors together. Ready? One, two, three, go! Roby, is it working?
3: We must keep running. But yes, the diversion appears to have worked. The RoboGuards have not yet realized... Halt! Escaped robots, halt! Return to the Institute for Robots and Intelligent Machines immediately.
1: Reader! Roby! Stop! Stop! We have to stop!
2: It's the Robo Guards! Roby! Somehow they realized you and Fido had escaped and found us! Lauren! Reader! Roby! I tried to warn you, but I couldn't catch up to you in time. As soon as you exited the Institute, I saw several Robo Guards turn to chase after you. Our plan didn't work!
3: Return to the Institute for Robots and Intelligent Machines immediately.
2: Fido! Fido! Look, Mom! It's Fido! Fido! Roby, is that...
3: Remy? It is. And look, she's... smiling. Return to the Institute for Robots and Intelligent Machines immediately.
1: Roby, I think we need to get back to the Institute. Those RoboGuards don't look very friendly.
3: Return to the Institute for Robots and Intelligent Machines immediately.
0: Stand down, guards. Stand down. Roby? Lauren? What in the world are all of you doing outside with our robots? Were you trying to steal our technology? Oh, no, Dr. Issa, no, we were just trying to... Sit, Fido.
3: (laughs) His tail is wagging. She loves it when his tail wags. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Roby, did you just...
0: Laugh. Oh, Dr. Isa, we're so happy to see Fido again. My Remy was so sad when you took him away to be recycled. We had given up hope of ever seeing him
2: again.
3: Mommy, look! Fido!
0: I know, honey. He's back.
3: Dr. Issa, please do not be angry with Lauren or the reading bug or our reader friend. This escape was my idea.
0: Your idea? But Roby... Robots are built to obey rules. Why did you leave the Institute when it was clearly against the rules?
3: The second law of robots says that robots must obey orders given to it by a human, except when the order would injure a human. Taking Fido from Remy caused her great pain, Dr. Isa. She cried and cried when she learned she would never see Fido again. I broke the rules in order to prevent Remy from feeling any more pain. I devised a plan to rescue Fido and reunite him with Remy so I could see her smile and hear her laugh.
0: And now that I've seen the smile on Remy's face and the wag of this tiny robo-dog's tail, I'm smiling too. Roby, Remy, I was wrong to take Fido away. Remy, Fido, please accept my apology. (laughs) Fido has a home here at the Institute as long as you keep loving him like you do, Remy.
2: You mean it? will be forever dr isa fido is my very best friend
0: thank you dr isa it means the world to us don't thank me thank roby the robot with the enormous heart
3: heart but dr isa i don't have a heart
2: roby you do that's what we were trying to tell you before yeah let me finish the story of the wizard of oz for you Dorothy and the Tin Woodsman did go on a dangerous adventure together to find the wizard. And on the way, they met their other friends, a scarecrow that wished for brains instead of hay in his head, and a cowardly lion who wanted courage. When they finally found the wizard, they discovered he couldn't grant their wishes because he wasn't a wizard at all.
3: So, the Tin Woodsman never received a heart?
2: Not from the wizard, no. You see, the Tin Woodsman had a heart all along. But the wizard gave him a pretend heart made of silk and sawdust to remind him of this, telling him, Remember, my sentimental friend, that a heart is not judged by how much you love, but how much you are loved by others. Roby,
1: all of us love you so much because of the courage and kindness and compassion you showed to Remy and Fido and the rest of us today. You have more heart than you'll ever know.
2: And even though you don't need a heart, I knew you wanted one. So I drew one for you. Here. You can keep it close to your chest, which is where human hearts are.
3: Thanks so much. You are so kind to have drawn the perfect heart for me. Now I know I have a heart, because mine is filled with gladness.
2: Thank you, Roby. Thank you so much. Lauren, Reader, Dr. Issa, why don't you come to my house with Mom and me? Mom made cupcakes, and there's plenty for everyone, even Fido. We would love to join
1: you, but it's time for us to head back home to our friends and family. Dr. Issa, thank you so much for introducing us to Roby. We learned so much about robots today and had an awesome robot
0: adventure. Reader, reading bot, Lauren, I hope you come back to visit us again. We are inventing and building new robots so fast that there will be a lot more for you to see the next time you come. But I learned something today, too. I think sometimes I get so excited about adding things and having new ideas that I forget that new isn't always better. Just like the famous Native American poet A.J. Posey wrote, there is magic in the old and magic in the new. The trick is to successfully combine them. I'd love to join you too, Remy, but I need to get Fido back to the Institute and return him to the lab school where this old dog bot will be waiting for you on your next visit.
2: Let's jump inside my book bag and head for home.
0: Look, reader, the reading bug is opening
2: up her book bag and it's getting bigger and bigger, big enough to fit us all inside. Okay, are you ready? Let's all flap our wings and fly back home together. Hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hops, three hops and we're in. We've passed
1: within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time, goodbye book bag, now it's time to fly away. Book reader, Remy's home is getting smaller and smaller as we climb higher and higher into the sky. Now I can see the whole city where we spent today, including the park where we landed, and the Institute for Robots and Intelligent Machines. But they're getting smaller and smaller too.
2: If you had fun on today's adventure and want to learn more about robots and intelligent machines, you can read any of the books in my book bag. A complete list can be found at readingbug.com slash adventures.
1: Reader, what parts of today's adventure do you remember the most? What illustrations are you going to draw when the episode ends? Do you want to draw another heart for Roby? Whatever you draw, I'm sure it will be incredible. We're back. What an adventure. It sure was, Reading Bug. We learned so much about robots. And Reader, you were so brave helping us to reunite Remy and Fido. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything. As you grow, you'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through, just by being you. Because you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything. As you grow, you'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. Thank you so much for adventuring with us today, reader. We can't wait to see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their new bright and bold inspired picture book with a touch of science, Don't Touch That Flower, by Alice Hemming and Nicholas Slater. Oh, what a pretty flower. I just love flowers. I'm going to pick this one for my bouquet.
2: Lauren, don't touch that flower. Oh, hi, Spelling Bee. I didn't see you there. What are you doing in the middle of that flower? I'm doing what bees do best, Lauren, gathering pollen to pollinate
1: this beautiful field. Of course, Spelling Bee! I just added a book about this very subject to our daily story time list at the Reading Bug Bookstore. It's the perfect introduction to nature and caring for flowers and their pollinators. It's called Don't Touch That Flower.
2: Wow, what a coincidence. C-O-I-N-C-I-D-E-N-C-E. Coincidence. Well, if you'll excuse me, I couldn't be more excited about this field of flowers. And I'll be sure to come read Don't Touch That Flower with you a bit later, when the sun goes down.
1: See you later, B. Reader, you can purchase Don't Touch That Flower by Alice Hemming and illustrated by Nicholas Slater at thereadingbug.com, bookshop.org, or your local independent bookstore. Sourcebooks, changing lives, book by book. Thanks to Sourcebooks for their ongoing support. And thanks to all of our individual sponsors. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe Savage, Brandon Savage, Riley Savage, Diane Savage, and Elaine Gruet. Music is by me and Dan Schoen. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at TheReadingBug.com and our personalized subscription box at ReadingBugBox.com. Thank you. Hi, friends. Are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So Little Golden Books, berenstain bears and even the new classics like bluey we sit down we read we discuss and we have so much fun doing it come and join us subscribe wherever you get your podcasts
0: calling all trivia nerds Brittany here and i host the family road trip trivia podcast with my best friend meredith is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest (laughs)